Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello listeners and welcome to another Foot Weekly podcast. This week, Chewboy ex-EA employee is on, so we focus around EA and the community as well as getting into icon swaps as well. So a very happy new year to you. I'm your host, Ben. You're listening to the Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. Hello and welcome to week 15 of the Foot Weekly podcast. I have with me regular um, guest on the podcast, Matt, FIFA Ultimate Team Trading. How are we? I'm very well, Ben. Uh, had a good Christmas and uh, ready to get into a new year of FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, and we should say, actually, hopefully the next decade is uh, <laughs> treating you well so far. And you heard the laugh there of Chewboy. Great to have you back, G. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes, I am back uh, in a new decade. In this new decade, uh, my pack like is still bad. And <laughs> my mentions still tell me that I still work for EA in the new decade, <laughs> even though it'll be almost five years now. And uh, I'm glad you said that, because that's what I was going to point out next. You are, of course, a former community manager at EA Sports FIFA. And I normally avoid talking, I guess, EA politics or you know how EA are operating, because I think a lot of people, you know, the game is for fun. People want to play the game. And these kind of discussions, to be honest are pretty poorly informed when you hear them in most places. So with you on the pod, I think these discussions will be particularly interesting for the listeners and we'll probably have the supporter extra time podcast more focused around tips and advice we've got at the moment. And actually, too, we can start with a listener question from Mucho Kuno who says, big up Chewboy. That is all. So there we go. One person that likes me. (laughs) Let's start off with something that's come out recently, probably the most significant thing, uh, Icon Swaps, ah, which everyone um, was looking towards as being a, I guess, a big moment in the kind of festive foot calendar. So how how have you 
felt about these Essien being the the star player is probably quite exciting. Kind of sucks because it's like Essien's at the top, but man, I'm not. I'm not trying to get 23 tokens. I don't know if I, I can go through all that, man. Um, <laughs> I will, uh, you know, 20, 20 feels like a chore, like gameplay-wise, you know. So um, I don't know mm. if I want to go. I wouldn't go all the way to 23. I'm actually just probably looking at getting Vandasar to get a strong link to um, Van Dyke. And then, um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, just really Vandasar. That's all. I, like, I, I only want to go up to six. But um, Icon Swaps to... I don't want to say disappointing. It's just kind of like an, eh, all right, cool. Like nothing mm. like blew you away. You know, I think that, um, I think, what was I reading? Like nine out of 21 uh, of the players were babies, which I felt didn't make any sense um, because mm. we've had, you know, I mean, I, I'm guessing like the casual player hasn't opened that many icon, base icon packs, but, you know, we've had the base icon packs come out twice. So we already have a lot of those players in our clubs. So it's like, all right, why wait on, um, why put some babies in there? Why put so many babies? Maybe like two or three, like, and only put like the two or three like ones that are hard to get from the packs. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe they could throw some mids and primes in there. I was not expecting moments to be in there, to be honest with you. I know when it came out, you know, it's only when it hit me when I was like, oh yeah, well they could have put moments because I saw a lot of people were like, you know, angry that there weren't any moments. But mm-hmm. for some reason in my head, I just felt like they would want moments to be like a special promo thing on its own. Like, that's how I, you know, again, mm-hmm. speaking uh, for, for those, you know, um, like uh, you mentioned, um, you know, ex-EA employee, like uh, I was the community manager. I was also one of the people that would be the point man for these promos, like in terms of like, not necessarily like what goes in it because, you know, that's up to the devs, but like, okay, you know, talking to the devs and be like, ah, yeah, but people really want this. Uh, you know, just, just throw that out there. People really mm-hmm. want that. And then, um, why they release it, why they release it at a certain time, and, you know, basically just, like, I guess the coordinator of the promos, not necessarily deciding what goes in it, but coordinating it. And I'm thinking about moments, I'm like, all right, I'm looking at last year. You know, last year moments, again, to me, moments was probably last year the worst promo ever because that's the only promo I've ever seen from EA that's never finished. Um, Any promo that we we ever put out back then always finished. Mm. So, you know, the fact that they had to cut it, halfway through that's a bad sign and it's like all right this time they want to make a big thing about it because you know there's a space between there's always a gap between team of the year team this easy you want something big so i'm like all right to get hype back to get you know obviously money because i know people like to get mad at them getting money but they're a business so it's like get over it companies do that uh you want to make moments the biggest thing ever because yeah that's like your team of the year between team of the year and team of the season. So I wasn't expecting moments in swaps too. So I, I you know, a lot of people, I, I agree with people who were like, oh yeah, maybe throw it in there, but I just wasn't expecting it. Um, so mm. I think they could just throw in a few. Like if they just made the, you know, they gave us the fat Ronaldinho, which is kind of silly. Could have given us the 91. If it was, I, I think honestly, giving us 91 Ronaldinho would have changed a lot of the perception. And then maybe mm. turning like two or three babies into mids and primes. And then it would have been good. But it's it gets a it gets hmm. a six out of ten for me. Matt, what were your thoughts on this? Um, I think Chu's covered it pretty well. I mean, I think we've got to remember, like, to get all twenty three tokens. I think we're talking mm. sort of, you know, we're talking sort of like February March time. By then, you're gonna have, you know, you're gonna have moments impacts yeah. pretty much. You're gonna have all the team of the years yep. released. So you've got to think. If you're gonna be getting an Essien in in February March time, is he really gonna be? 
worth all that time grinding for those 23 yep. tokens. Nope. I think Mm-mm. if you if you if you look as well, like you've you've barely got many primes in there. It's like, it's basically a you know an icon swap set one in the you've got so many babies and and middle icon cards in there and i don't think it's it should have been sort of very sort of prime and and middle icon heavy this one but i think they've they've included far too many sort of base icons and i think people are a little bit a little bit upset about it and i can i can understand why let me ask you something then too do you think that this is an improvement in terms of the players on icon swaps one like are these better than the last um you know when I think of what Matt just said in terms of like what we're about to get in terms of team of the years and and primes, then uh, maybe not because I'll say I would say the selection of players is better. Like it's a better group of players, but I think relative to the other players that are out there, this isn't a particularly amazing selection compared to what people can get come that kind of time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, you, and, you know, you make a good point about it. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, um, the thing I always get is, like, if I say something good about EA Provo, you know, it's, oh, because I used to work there and stop, you know, sucking EA off. <laughs> but I actually said something bad about the swaps. It's almost like, oh, well, what are you complaining about? You can get Figo. I'm like, yeah, 90 Figo. He's all right, but it's like... Yeah, is he going to, like, what's mm. he going to do against Team Leader Van Dyke? And someone's like, oh, that's a stupid excuse. I'm like, yeah. no, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, by the time that you get the Team Leader attack, it's Team Leader midfield, it's Team Leader defenders. Like, he's going to look pretty, like, eh. And then he's, what, 13 mm. swaps? So it's like, yeah, Team Leader is going to be out by the time you get him. So it's like, is that really that good? Eh, not really. I think the point for me with a lot of these is people having a look at their squads and there'll be a lot of people out there who don't have the coins that any of us have and do have time. You know, I'm thinking about people who are not spending a huge amount of FIFA points. They're quite young. Yeah. yeah. They've got a lot of time, but they don't have much money. They don't put much into the game. Like this kind of thing, they're obviously going to be really happy about. You know, someone like Essien, who's a Chelsea, more recent Chelsea legend, you know, Figo, some of these players that they might have seen on YouTube or <laughs> oh, God. life. Um are going to be, you know, the kind of players that they're excited to get when they realistically couldn't afford. And when you look at icon pricing at the moment, like this is actually some of them are still quite expensive, especially the primes. So you've got these. But the one thing I would say is that I think a lot of us hardcore players so easily forget how few coins a casual player actually has and for how long people have been asking to play the game and get rewarded with players that they can put into their teams and will make a difference and actually even though they might not be players that are going to fit into our teams although actually unless you have many millions or got very lucky with untradables i still feel like you'll have players here which will improve your team you know 90 percent of players who play fifa are gonna have a player here they can slot into their team having played okay it's a lot of games it could be uh, a serious commitment and i'm not a huge fan of the way they use rivals for this but actually you know considering you only have to do half the tokens to get someone like Figo or just over half. For a lot of people, this is really, really good. And I think it's easy for us to forget that. You know, you know the funny thing, you know, what, what you mentioned about, you know, people probably don't spend a lot of money on FIFA points. Again, don't, people always need to remember, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners understand this, but like the general FIFA, Twitter, Reddit, you know, I think that's the sound that they make when they complain um <laughs> they're probably like really young right so and like you know there are a lot of concepts that like even i didn't understand at their age like 15 16 to, to 23 um is that don't forget mm. that all of this all that we do is literally like at maximum 
15 to 20 percent of the actual people that play the game we're we're the loud minority that, that yells all the time but we don't provide most of the the actual in-game metrics i was thinking about this the other day swaps is probably the most like it's actually probably genius it's what there there's certain things in fifa 20 that like i know that fifa 20 is absolutely killing it you we want to say that it sucks because you know we don't like the content again but we're like the hardcore users and we're complaining we're ranting but as much as I don't like certain things about Sweaty, it's probably absolutely killing it. Like, in fact, I pretty much know it's killing it, you know, because, one, like, look at Swaps. Swaps is actually so interesting because they're basically, and this is going to lead me to something else I've, I'm, I've noticed about FIFA 20, the biggest difference between FIFA 20 and 19, but Swaps, EA can literally make people play way more of the game and still give us players that are not, like, amazing enough for us to, like, stop grinding because we have that amazing player that is going to, like, completely, like, destroy everybody and, you know, that amazing player because the thing is that, like, one thing I always uh, always mention is something that uh, our data showed when I was EA is that, like, the sooner you get the most OP player, the less you actually play of the game. So the sooner you get, hold it, prime mm. moments, whatever, prime, you're going to actually play less versus if you're grinding towards hold it, you would play for a lot longer. So with swaps, you can give the, the, you know, the average, the casual guy, whatever. He's just like, oh, yo, I can get an S yet. I can get a Vieira. What? Like, oh, so we're like, ah, nah, team of the year is going to make him useless. But to the average guy, it's like, yo, I've never had an icon. Like what? Like I just have to play the game. So they're literally making us play more for players that are not necessarily end game that will still want to make us like, play more after because there's still better players coming after that so the ge- the mm. general population of foot is probably just playing more and they don't have to it doesn't have to give us that much and we'll just keep playing so it's actually like swaps just makes it probably makes so much more gameplay sessions for for ea in the game and again the longer you spend in the game the higher the chance you're gonna spend more money so they just like win like we're we're here completely on twitter but they're probably just winning right now because mm, in terms of engagement exactly in terms yeah, of yeah. engagement because and this is the one thing i've noticed between fifa 19 and 20 so somebody that's that's worked on what like f- uh, five or six fifas is that you know you've noticed uh, i'm sure matt's probably noticed about this because i know the training community probably is is very angry about this you know like every sbc just seems to have like a bit less of a, of a pack reward than before you know like you know the the league <laughs> sbcs like the packs like oh mm-hmm. my god the packs are crap you know, oh my god, we're getting a tradable packs now. Oh, you know, this, like, it's just not as good. Like, the players are not as good. It's because I feel like in 19, we got away with, like, murder in terms of, like, if you're a free-to-play player. I know somebody that started FIFA, like, right before team the season. He had a god squad in a month. And that's not good for EA. Like, mm. give somebody the best thing quickly, then they play less of the game. Like, people say, oh, no, but I play well, more. Like, no, but the numbers will actually tell you that people play less the sooner you give them you know that's why the pack weight sucks because if you give people good pack weight they're gonna play less look at front world cup oh everybody gets icons oh it's boring now like that's what we're gonna do yeah literally everyone pushed so hard to get that repeatable icon SBC, and, then, and then it came out people spammed it and everyone stopped playing like immediately and complained that the mode was ex- exactly so and it kind of frustrates me that people are like oh i want the best cards now because yeah, yeah you don't the times that i've enjoyed the game are when i'm playing with players that are like just off meta like balassi oh balassi is amazing road to the final card is so good that road to the final card is one of the best cards i've used this year and he was like 30 40k and he could be an 86 soon so <laughs> congolese ronaldo 
if those cards had come out in team of the season, or there were loads of other really good cards that I had in my club, like I might not have even used them. So this is not just making EA money. This is making the game more fun, actually. But I understand why people get frustrated because they just think that EA are like holding the sweeties back. You know, do you know what I mean? So, and, and they they are, but they they literally have to because the data says that the more you yeah. hold back, the longer people play, and the more people play, and that's what I feel like. 20 is 20 is like an like a of a correction of 19 because i think 19 again we gotta if you're free to play if you're a trader you got away with absolute more like there were things in that i'm like as a content creator i'm like yo this is sick but as an xea guy i'm like yo who the hell like let this happen like what what is like why like everybody's getting away with stuff for free and it kind of upsets me that you know a lot of people you know we might get this get to this later but you know a lot of people are like oh they're putting the blame on photo comments but it's like he might just be literally doing <laughs> what he's being told to do <laughs> And he's probably just so, you know, intricate at what he does. Like, he's, like, probably doing it, like, really well. Mm. Uh, but they could just ask him, like, hey, how about you curb everything? Because, yeah, people got away with, like, too much. And I think that's what 20 is. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know whether listeners feel like their teams are less strong than they were this time last year. If you played a similar amount, you know, how would your team this year fare against your team last year? Uh, whether, you know, there has been a slower power creep this year than last year. And whether you think that's positive, I guess. Well, I was going to ask you actually to talk about EA staff. Unfortunately, there's a lot of really abuse of EA staff on Twitter, which is obviously unacceptable. Um, they brought out this EA FIFA Direct account. But how do you feel about that? Is that something that you would have liked at the time? And what's your stance on, I guess, what was once your job in, in terms of community management? The funny thing is people will believe but on my stream. I called it. I was like, all right, this is exactly what, you know, after the hacking thing, I was like, all right, look, they got hacked. Mm. What sucks is that, like, the people up top in, like, corporate communications and uh, the communications execs, they'll be like, yo, what, what, what's going on? We're getting hacked out here? Like, so, because, you know, the thing is that they, they, they hack Zaro's phone, so that means you can get direct access to EA emails, potentially. Mm. So, that's a huge security risk. So, I was like, all right, you know what? The good, they're never letting these people back on Twitter, one. They're going to stop all the... The, the personal accounts because the funny thing people don't realize and this is what you know it's always hard to explain to the community nobody's paying those guys to be on Twitter those guys are on Twitter mm. because when you're a community guy on EA and you're on Twitter you do it because like you want to help out you really generally again these people were you you were one of these people like Fun Comics exactly you were one of these people like not too long ago remember when Fun Comics put that tweet out it's like oh you know I really want to my goal is to have direct communication with, you know, the, the, the consumers and EA, yada, yada. You know, it's like because you want to do that. But then you go in and you see the situation. And you're like, oh, actually, I'm not allowed to do that. Crap. And I said I was going to do it. Damn it. So that like that's probably what he's going through right now. Where it's like you want to do something. But then, yo, say hello to the finance team. <laughs> say hello to the legal team. Say hello yeah. to the corporate communications <laughs> team. Yeah, buddy. You're just a guy on Twitter, like to them. You're just like, what? Get off Twitter. What's wrong with you? Like, it's not in their interest. To, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, why? Why are you even on there? And so the, you know, you're you're out there because you want to help out. And then it's just like all of a sudden, like people start showing up. Like, you get all these followers, and like, oh, I guess I got to keep going. Like, because if I back out now, everyone's gonna say I backed out. And you just keep going. You just mm. keep going. You just keep going. So like, you know, as soon as they got hacked, I was like, all right, yeah, execs are not gonna like that because execs are like, why are you even on Twitter in the first place? Because you know they're not monitoring you, but they're just like up top they don't really understand what this community is about so all right a lot of people are like oh yeah maybe they should have like you know a company twitter that's like for, for direct communication i'm like yeah you know what that's probably that's gonna happen now that has to happen now but the thing is is that like you want this to happen and you think it's good but the thing is is that 
now that's a corporate account. Mm. No matter what goes on that account, that has to be checked now by multiple people. So you can't mm. answer everything versus on a personal account. You'd be like, yeah, actually, we're, we're actually working on this. It's, it's kind of it's taking a while, you know. But now on the corporate account that's EA Direct, it's like you're going to ask the dev team like, hey, dev team, can we say that we're working on this? And dev team's like, nah, actually, you know, we might not be able to say that. And then finance team is like, hey, wait, what, what are you guys saying? You guys going to say that? No, you can't You can't use this kind of language. There's certain words you can't say. So all you have to do is just put like the same holding statement that you would see on like a press release, basically. So they want to be direct. Like, don't get me wrong. The people who are controlling it, the people who are, you know, the community guys want it to be like actually direct. But the fact that the community now, you know, took away an actual personal accounts it's now going to be checked by mm. so many people that it's not going to be fully direct so it's like you're just going to get the same thing that would have been on the main account it's just on a different account now so you guys kind of screwed yourselves because oh we don't have any communication now you really don't have any communication now and also like a classic example for me was like Corey tweeted about how pack weights aren't dynamic right no, Twitter. you're never going to get that again. And, like, there's no way you get that from an official EA <laughs> account, like, in any way. Ooh. And the other thing is, too, of course, it's a publicly listed company, so any admission of fault by employees through these accounts could see, you know, a drop in share price, potentially. It could really scare investors. It could be a huge, huge problem for them. And because they're publicly listed, they're on the stock market. And Fortnite, Epic Games... They're not publicly listed, so don't have these kind of problems when communicating. And I think this point goes for the game itself as well, right? You've said before, they are extremely reluctant to make any sweeping moves. Yeah. No, people are always like putting all these ideas. How come EA doesn't do this? How come EA doesn't do that? How come, you know, but it's like, again, why would you take a risk on something some dude on Twitter says when in this ultimate team thing Mm. is like, it just keeps going up? Why don't listen to what, you know, maybe... A NEP says, a Castro says, uh, even someone as big as that, you know, big or small. Why would I take the risk? Black Friday, every, like, again, I, every year I have the same stupid argument with people on Black Friday. Black Friday is not for consumers. It's not, like, they're not, companies aren't being nice to you on Black Friday because they like you. Like, please, anybody that's listening to this that plays FIFA, that is not the point of Black Friday. If you think that's the point of Black Friday, you're, you've, you've been lied to. Like, they want to make it seem like it's about you, but they're not doing it for you. Nobody's doing it for you. They're doing it because they have a bunch of things. They're not selling as well as they were, and they need to clear them out because the new season of stuff, the new season of TVs, the new season of radios, the new season of whatever, it's coming up in 2020. Guess what? They need to get everything out because they need new stuff to come in. So what do they do? Hey, sale. Oh, my God, sale. Woo, 50% off, sale. Yeah, we're giving you a sale. <laughs> they're not doing it for you guys. They're doing it for them because they're like, crap, I got to get rid of this stuff. New stuff is coming. Let me give people a huge discount so they can get rid of this stuff. <clears throat> All right? That's the reason why anybody does a sale yeah, because that's, that's the thing that is selling is not selling like it used to. So people are like, oh, how come EA doesn't do a, a Black Friday sale? It's like, yeah, because the thing keeps selling. Like, people keep buying <laughs> fuck, like FIFA points. So what? You know, and everyone's like, oh, but yeah, but you, what? Why would they not discount it? More people would buy it if they discount it. I was like, okay, cool. That's like cool idea. Why would you even take the risk on that? People always like look at me like, oh, you're always siding with them. I was like, why would I side with them? I, I want to save money too. But it's like, why would they, you know, if someone suggests something like, oh, they should do this because maybe it would like make more money. It's like people's salaries, people's bonuses, people's stocks are on the line. Why would I listen to some dude on Twitter? Yeah, I, I, Joe. I think, like, you know, as always, you know, it's great to have you on 
laying it out in such direct <laughs> terms is really good because I think people do sometimes forget that you know EA are ultimately out to make money and until yeah. the way the world works changes significantly I'm afraid that's that's going to be the case and the world has basically decided that that's the best way to do things which means that you, you can end up in a situation where because of ownership of licenses things like FIFA or yeah. the Premier League you might and I'll leave this up to you listeners to decide to be able to secure yourself what's called a coercive monopoly and pretty much eliminate any potential competition but that's perfectly acceptable within the bounds of the way the world works and because there is nothing close to fifa an ultimate team out there yep. what the best thing to do for anyone who wants to make things better is to try to influence things through feedback and that is i suppose what I do personally, you know, feeding back directly to EA. I've seen things change. There's a lot more that could be changed. It's difficult with the more direct money-making aspects, but certainly with gameplay, there's quite a lot of feedback taken on board, actually. And maybe, you know, we should do a fuller podcast on this kind of stuff in the summer, but bring it back to what's going on now, Matt. What do you think the reason is for this kind of outcry on Twitter around the current content that we've had? Because Footmas, for me... I know it's a low bar because we've had pretty average footmas promos for a number of years, but I think this is probably the best footmas promo in terms of the breadth of different content and the amount there was and the usefulness of the cards since maybe the first year in FIFA 17. I think we're full of hardcore players and I think obviously EA, we like, well, they like to sort of cater, you know, ultimate team as much as possible to sort of the casual gamer you know the the majority of that community and i think when you know the training community or the hardcore community see things that you know like these re-released sbcs for example mm. they think well you know it's it's not new content like why are we not getting new content it's mm. christmas come on EA. but i think if you look at you know maybe people that have got the game at christmas or yep. casual players that's it's perfect for them you know they they come onto the game They've now got a little a little head start. They can go and get a, a Piz check for 50k. They can go and get a James Milner for 50k. And it does help them start their sort of ultimate team journey. So from that perspective, it's it's great content. But I think on the flip side, if you want to cater to people that have, you know, started from September or maybe a, a more hardcore fuck gamers, then, you know, why aren't we getting new content as well to complement? the the re-released stuff and i think that's why a lot of people especially over the last week or so have been quite openly you know you can call it toxic or negative on on social media is that you know for for us guys that have been around for a while you know we're not really getting any any new content to to sort of help us sort of progress uh as much as these these new uh casuals coming onto the scene mm. i i think as we were saying before you know the small percentage of the fifa community that is represented by Twitter, by, I mean, all the various kind of mediums, including, you know, content creators. Um, there are many content creators who, as much as I respect them and think they're great, their viewpoints are often shaped by the fact that their experience of FIFA is just totally different to, to most people's experience of the game. I think that is really important to bear in mind when you're looking at their comments on the game sometimes, because you just think, I don't think that represents most people. I mean, beyond that, actually, there was an interesting question from one of our listeners two listeners asking pretty similar questions ujm and lord beardy both asked about whether the kind of community burnout things and, and rage toxic communities and things like that are actually because of the fact the game is now favoring competitive gameplay 
and wins and things like that and whether that's had an adverse effect on you know the fun element of mm. the game most of the teams you know you're facing rivals are all very similar you know give or take one or two players although i have to say i'm not sure i agree with that at all like the variety in the last two years compared i mean do you remember two back in the day I oh, mean, you remember 60. this too matt it was yeah. like bpl like constantly yeah, it was it just was- it was Beast FC. Beast FC. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we can all agree that that's probably not true. But I, I, I get his point that there are certain players that are maybe more common than others. Although, again, like, you know, I was just talking about Balassi. I'm not sure that necessarily works. But I get his point about the competitive side of the game being really emphasised now and whether that is actually like a, a problem, um, whether that's led to some of the toxicity. You know, Matt, what do, what do you think about that? I don't I don't necessarily 100% agree with it. I think if you look back even as early as, you know, FIFA 11, FIFA 12, it was still a very competitive atmosphere we had, you know, you still mm. had like the gold cup, you still <laughs> oh, had God. divisions. It was still very sweaty if you want to call it that. You still had to, you know, win your tournaments to get a reward. You still had to, you know, win your division to get a coin reward and a pack reward at the end of it. So I think it's it's always been a competitive environment that we've been thrown into. I think mm. that the main issue is if you're looking to sort of get the best players in Ultimate Team, you have to go mm. through these competitive modes nowadays. And if you want True. to, you know, get your your prime icons or you know the the top tier players like Messi, Ronaldo, you have to. If you're not going to spend money or you know learn the market to trade on, you have to be a good player. And I think people that aren't up to that level are maybe you know experiencing this burnout when you know they're only able to get to maybe gold two gold one and maybe only go up a you know a hundred thousand coins maybe two hundred thousand coins every week through these uh reward sets so mm. i can i can somewhat understand it i think you know i think back in the day maybe in like fifa like the early fifa ultimate teams you didn't have to have the best players in the game to you know if you wanted to compete you know i remember back in the day you could if you wanted to rock a brazilian silver team with marlos and jobson and all those guys you could do that and they you know it'd be like a 200 300k team and you'd be able to compete with you know five six seven million coin teams whereas mm. nowadays if you want to really compete with the best you've got to have a good team to go with it and i think when people are struggling to get the coins uh, through the competitive modes i think that's why they're a little bit frustrated what I really love about this is like the things people used to complain about, right, was the fact that, you know, you could play with a team which was not very good and compete with a god squad. People would always complain about that, wouldn't they, Chew? Oh, like don't. the fact that they had all their icons and their opponent was running, you know, they were running like Nilmar and Wellington or whatever and they were beating god squads. And people were really annoyed about that because, you know, that was, I mean, they'd spent loads of time building up their teams and, and that was a huge problem. And I think there's two things. One, they've adjusted the gameplay so that, I think stats are more important than they have been in past FIFAs. But the other thing is that, you know, let's be honest, Division 1 was nowhere near as tough as Rivals Division 1 is now. Nowhere near. And so, and also the matchmaking was much more random. You know, in the first round of the tournament, even if you're a really good player who's running a god squad, you might face a ridiculously good player, a ridiculously good player who's running cheap beast team and they'll beat you. And you don't really experience that anymore. The idea that you're able to run a really cheap squad and beat someone with a really good squad was partly because, like, player skill wasn't so well matched as it is now. Mm. Like now, yeah, a good point, player actually. skill is really, really tightly matched. You know, it's obvious when I play with the worst team in rivals that I drop skill points, whereas that wasn't really the case back in the day because I think matchmaking just wasn't as tight. And you can say whether that's good or whether it's bad. 
maybe you're one of those players who you know was able to win the daily knockout tournament fairly comfortably so of course things weren't as competitive for you but for players who had no chance of winning the daily knockout tournament it was incredibly competitive for them it was very difficult for them so I, I can kind of see both sides I can understand the competitive aspect being a problem and I actually think as much as I you know enjoy having pro players on and some of them are really great their approach to Twitter their approach to criticizing the game is oh, pathetic frankly I, I mean yeah there are definitely negatives of the game getting more competitive but I'm not quite sure that's exactly those things would that be fair to you I don't know it's a weird it's a weird situation that, that we've come to because it's like um again speaking of what people you know always complain about I remember you know when I when I was a DA again I uh, for those who are listening I was there from FIFA 12 to 16 and you know from 12 to 16 there really wasn't a competitive scene right and like the competitive scene was begging for a competitive scene they're like how come EA doesn't support esports EA doesn't support esports all right it's, it's like all right boom you got esports fight champions boom there you go um and you know that's you know of course partially because one people ask for it but definitely more because hey esports is that thing we can make money let's go do that thing and i think they kind of just like i don't say that like they plastered it on but it's definitely you know it was a competitive mode added to a casual game because fifa is a casual game like it's a game Mm. that is based on a sport that people casually enjoy um i think that's something Mm. that like a lot of people on the competitive side can't accept but fifa is a casual game full stop um it just is i remember chatting to people at ea and they were saying like the number of people who play FIFA who don't play any other game must be way higher than any other oh, yeah. game. So many people have an Xbox or PlayStation just to play FIFA. Yeah. And that's so rare it's, amongst... Uh, yeah, because it, it's like yeah. one of the few games is literally based on... And this is this problem might be a problem with um, how far we can go with esports because it's, like, it's just something that's based on something that's like so big that it can never be topped. It's a game based on a sport that is like the biggest sport in the world. Nothing's ever going to top the sport. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. I think a UK pundit was basically saying that the head of the Premier League was saying to him, I don't know if this is a private conversation or something, that the biggest competitor to football and to like the Premier League is not actually other sports, but esports. You know, perhaps that could be FIFA, um, but I think it's certainly got a long way to go. But I wanted to ask you a bit more about competitive players because i know you have a bit of a kind of inside track to many of these people why is it that you get such performative rage on social media from pro players when you know they can feedback directly yeah that 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 is the issue right there is that i think a lot of people instead of posting their constructive criticism they realize they can get you know far more likes just you know being negative or being toxic and i think that's that's ultimately what i see a lot of on twitter i've been guilty of it as well in the past you know you could very easily write a a very you know well written piece documenting you know multiple mm. issues with potential fixes, but it's far easy just to or far easier to just go go through and say, oh, fat chance is crap. Ah, look at this, and you know, get yeah, you get rewarded. It's like a like a reward cycle, right? Like if I say something, dude, there's people mm. that I know that literally were invited by EA to come provide feedback, and you know these people. Certain people complain all the time. You see them complain. EA was like, yo, how about you come help us out with some feedback? And those people never got back to EA. I'm not even joking. I'm not here to like, you know, say say who, but it's like some people at EA will be like, yo, yeah, dude, we have, we literally, I just invited that guy. Why, why is he being so mean to you? I'm like, wait, you, you invited him? I'm like, yeah, dude, like we asked him. He never got back to us. I'm like, ah, yeah, because he's going <laughs> to get likes. Like the people are like, those guys are going to get likes, mm-hmm. right? And... Again, I'm not... People be like, oh, you're, you're siding with EA, but it's like, 
maybe esports shouldn't be alt like it shouldn't be ultimate team. I feel like because I think it's an ultimate team because obviously the goal is to advertise the mode that's gonna make money. Like you'd be stupid not to advertise yeah. the mode that's making all the money. But it's probably not the best choice because it's like one, I of course these guys have to spend thousands, which is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous that they have to spend thousands to to compete. That's still absolutely stupid. Like, come on, like that's unfair on their end. But then two, it's so individualistic that like as much as I love FIFA esports, like I can't wait for like Club World Cup. I can't wait for E Nations Cup because it's like that's when I get really into it, where I'm like, yo, because I want to I wanna be a fanboy of a team. I think that's what we're missing, mm. is that, like, we watch football for teams, we watch esports for teams, and then we're thrown into this mode, a 1v1, and it's like, cool, like, I don't think we have enough characters, the, you know, to, to, to carry mm. that. Dude, I'm just waiting to see Shells and um, Ryan... They play for City, but you know I support United. But I'm like, yo, like I I, I want to support <laughs> them. So I think it's like you have them layering on esports to a casual game, them trying to put it into the mode that's the most popular mode that makes a lot of money, and them having to cater to both sides of the game. And then it's like there's obviously some kind of like. Mm. There has to be a reason why they always put us into Rivals to do stuff. Because I feel like the more you play Rivals, the longer you grind and the more you stay in the game. You know, there has to be a thing with Rivals. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Right, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. And in this break, perhaps a New Year's resolution could be to enter a 12,000 feet for point giveaway and support the podcast at the same time to celebrate such a fantastic year for Foot Weekly and the Foot Weekly community. I'm giving away 12,000 FIFA points and any supporter who's joined before the 31st of January will be eligible to enter that giveaway. So if you'd like to join, you'll also get all bonus podcast content and the regular podcast ad-free and early. So if you want to enter that giveaway and become a supporter, then go to bit.ly slash podpoints20, bit.ly slash podpoints20 to get involved. Right, enough plugs. Let's get back into the second half. Hello and welcome back after the break. Chew, how was your first foot weekly break in a while? Uh, it was good, you know, just had to uh, get my... At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, Finish it and get started on the next one. Download the app today because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. I uh, put anger down uh, a bit, you know, took a break, <laughs> took a deep breath, but. I've just been pushing all your buttons. No, like, it, 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 it's good, buzz. It's just a, like the community and, you know, the company and just like the whole combination of all three. It's like when you understand the situation, you're just like, man, it's so annoying. Yeah, and I guess this is why we tend to avoid focusing on these kind of things every podcast because you know the key things that have made the game fun for me over these sort of 10 years that I've been playing are building fun teams using interesting players scoring nice goals and playing good football and also that satisfaction of improving your ability which I think is something that we try to focus on as much as possible on the podcast and these are all things which at least in my view enhance and add to the fun of FIFA Ultimate Team 
in general rather than focusing on what is as I always say sort of EA politics and and doesn't really add to anyone's enjoyment of FIFA which is ultimately what hobbies are all about right but having said all that as we have you two there are a couple more things I wanted to put to you from our listeners with your ex-EA hat on first thing is rivals and objectives it's been a big controversy this year the way that so many especially icon swap objectives have been in rivals what are your thoughts on that and the kind of thinking behind that there has to be something about rivals that's beneficial for them to put people there it's data driven usually it's like something there's something there in rivals that's like i think says that the more you go into rivals the more you spend time rivals it's either you spend longer and then you spend money and then you keep going you go back mm. in so i feel like that's why everything's always in rivals and then also squad battles i feel like I would say, and I don't have any data to back this up, but like my heart tells me the squad battles is probably the most played game mode in that mode, in ultimate just because of casuals. Like yeah, any yeah. casual person I talk to who has no idea who any of us are, you know, no idea who a casual mm. is, Nep is, Bates, any like your biggest content creators, they they just don't know. They just tell me, like, yeah, I just play squad battles and I just like, like chill. So in terms of objectives. I like mm. the you know the base concept. I think I, I like it. And like the fact that we're getting people don't realize that you know like last year we didn't really get like special items like milestones and stuff like that, right? Like special cards. You know, it's cool that we get that. It's just the like yeah, you know, the methods that we're asked to go through to get it. I just don't understand. Like I feel like it's counterintuitive how like rivals. You know, no matter what, if you give us a ranking system and rewards, we're gonna be sweaty. We're gonna be. We're gonna fight. We're gonna. You know, we're going to go for it if you give us a reward. And Rivals, it's like you're being asked to rank up, improve yourself, qualify for the weekend league, and you're asked to be, you know, playing your best FIFA, basically. Like, I, I don't think they intended Rivals to be, to be like, competitive, but again, as long as you're going to have a ranking system, people are going to, you know, feel self-conscious about that or want to, sorry, not self-conscious, competitive about that. So it's going to be a competitive mode. I think my issue with everything being in rivals is that you've got so many different objectives to complete. Like right now you've got icon swaps, you've got regular like season objectives, like, you know, just assisting six goals, that kind of thing. You've also got milestone objectives. Now for a lot of these, you've got to use specific squads, yeah. you know, your first owner with, you know, what was it? La Liga players. Stuff I wouldn't use to, to play rivals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the main issue is you've still got just regular people using their main team in these in mm. that mode. So if I'm going in with my yeah, you know, exactly, nine yeah. first owner La yep. Liga players, you know, they're not going to be very good. I'm coming up against people with, you know, Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, Ronaldo, whatever, icons. And it's, I'm never going to yeah. win, let's be honest. So... What I want to know is why haven't they just, you know, they've included all these online friendlies modes. You, you know, they're bloody fun modes. Like, they're really good to play. Like, Mystery Ball. Love playing a bit of Mystery Ball when I get an objective for that. You've got swaps. You've got all these different modes that mm. just are not being utilized whatsoever. I, I think that's why, because I think if you go, if you put somebody in Rivals, they play longer. You know, online friendlies is like, I'm not going to grind it. I'm going to do it every now and then, but I'm not going to grind, right? I think that's the thing. Like, Rivals. You know, you get that Thursday reward set, and I think you know, I think that's a reason why they've they've put both rivals and weekend league rewards on a Thursday is that, you know, you get a, 
big coin injection into everyone's accounts with their rewards on Thursday and you know they go and buy their teams ready for the weekend league and then you can have that market control by dropping whatever you want on a Friday be it a new promo SBC and it's just it's that level of market control that I think EA really like this year keeping people in rivals with these objectives it it keeps it sort of like funnels their I don't know how you could describe it it's sort of like their account growth if you will because they're they're playing rivals they get that reward on thursday rather than you know playing objectives through friendlies to get an icon swap to get their you know desired icon whatever it keeps them funneled through rivals you know they get their rivals and weekendly rewards on a thursday they build their team and then they, they can drop whatever they want on the friday to potentially bring down prices or manipulate the market and it sort of sort it sort of allows them to control where sort of people's accounts are throughout the year so i think maybe that's a reason yeah to put it through rivals you know maybe it's just a an easier metric to track for them you know rivals you know engagement compared to friendly engagement it could just be something a lot more simpler so marshall fc says why can't they use online friendlies mode with win conditions for objectives just like last year with wins in online single matches um just like anything else other than rivals basically if they're trying to protect the people who aren't as good at the game I think he's right about them trying to protect worse players, but bear in mind also that let's say you're in the bottom 25% of players who play foot. If you go into just any mode that is completely random matchmaking, like friendlies, then your chance of facing someone who's much better than you is way Mm. higher. And, you know, if you're in the top 25%, it's way easier. So you're massively helping people who are, you know, much better at the game if you do that and I can see why that's considered attractive to a lot of people who might listen to the pod who are probably better at the game but like I found people got in, in contact because they were frustrated playing the online single matches because it would take them like 40 games to complete the the objectives compared to you know for me it was taking like five or four I don't know how possible it would be but why couldn't we just have a section of division rivals just for doing objectives yeah. for example like yeah. have a, a maximum squad rating on it or something like that i don't think the issue people have with rivals is that you're facing good opponents i don't think it's the issue with facing you know people around your skill level it is just about the level of opposition team that you're facing i think that's the the only issue and i think if you you know when i was doing i think i was doing objectives for i think it was politano way back when I had no issue if I was coming up against another player that wanted to play, you know, a regular game of FIFA that didn't want to like boost for the objectives. If they just wanted to play a regular game of FIFA with their objectives team and we had a good game, I had no issue with that. That's what objectives should be. But it's when I'm trying to do an objective and as I say, you're playing against these top tier teams. So, you know, I don't know if they wanted to keep it in rivals can fully understand that you know keep people down the route of getting their rewards on thursday or you know keep them playing this mode improve the the stat tracking or the metric that they've got whatever just have a way in which you can force people to play against other people doing the objective i think that's the only Mm. thing people are really asking for um in terms of putting objectives in division rivals yeah for the icon swap objectives nine first owner players from a particular league i actually think that whole thing is great like from my perspective yeah. as someone who likes to try out different players i think it's a, a positive thing and and actually footmas spcs were and the road to the final spcs we had then as well were really great in terms of adding players to those squads and, mm. and building them and I, I think that it's a positive my frustration i think a lot of people's frustration is just 
as you were saying, the way that it's tied to rivals in a way that, you know, you're coming up against super teams. And also there's people who are frustrated, I guess, especially further down the divisions that people are relegating down to play. It's actually quite weird. Like, I'd be interested to know if either of you have noticed this, but I, I'm in Division 3, maybe? Yeah, Division 3. I really don't face anyone deliberately throwing games to drop their skill rating. Have you faced people actually doing that, Matt? Mm, can't say I have. I mean, I think you, the amount of people that just play rivals sort of naturally mm. i think that pool of players is is you know it's sort of 99 percent compared to the one percent that are relegating themselves to get these objectives done easier if they're playing uh with the worst team they're going to naturally drop down the divisions i guess you know mm. i tend to drop skill rating whenever i'm doing the objectives even though most of my games tend to be against people also doing the objectives you still find that you know that's a problem you know that first order objective thing? That's like that's the most genius thing they've ever done. Oh my god! It's so mm. it's low key like it's, it's it, really smart, isn't it? It's so it's low key like maybe it's not wasn't meant to be like even so dastardly evil and genius, but it's like so genius. Are asking people to grind and then grind for the players that they'll need to grind and then just basically play more. I I literally was clapping. I was like these these guys, smart guys over here. They've got us. It's such a basic thing as well. I mean, you look at, I don't know, NBA, my team or whatever, it's things that they've been doing for a long time. Those kinds of like first owner type objectives where you have to use certain cards that you collect and they bring it into FIFA and it's it's like this revolutionary thing. It's like, well, he's kind of seen these and other, you know, similar sort of ultimate team like games before. And it's funny because I I see the cynicism of the idea and the fact that it, you know, is massively helping them essentially like control people's team quality because i don't submit an 84 rated player who's usable into an sbc because you know he's a first owner who i can use in my la liga squad and i don't sell a 84 you know i didn't i didn't sell 84 rated dembele because that's it that's like going back to the the good times in ultimate team where you would like you'd use these wacky players to to get things done like Mm. That's that's what it should be. And I think that's positive, opinion. yeah. And I, I think it, that's the thing. I can see the cynicism, but at the same time, I'm like, I really like this. Like, like, it's really good. Like yeah. I like using these players, and I like the, I like getting a red pick who's not particularly great, but I'm actually going to use him because he, he fits into my team. So, I think there's a huge positive to this, and I I really like that positive. I just feel like they need to resolve the the tension that is caused by having people who are playing with their ridiculously good teams and the fact that you're playing with less teams. I don't know whether that's just because, like, I've, I've seen a lot of, when that first came out, I saw a lot of negativity from certain people. I don't know whether that's because they came in maybe a little bit later into the FIFA cycle, mm. like, before we had, like, all of the, like, the old school, like, you mm. know, silver team squad building, all the, like, the non-rare gold squad building, all that kind of thing. So they've only experienced FIFA where, like, yeah, you yeah. make a, a massive team, so using these these lowering guys is a bit of a downgrade, so yeah, I don't know. You know what's mm. funny is, that, like, I... This will sound weird, but like I think people would always think you had like you you're super evil and you like planned this thing so evilly, and then we look at each other like, oh shit, we planned that? Wait, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like literally, like uh, I remember even when I was there, like you know, people were like, oh, EA threw like all these men in the match because they want us to control the market. At least when I was there, nobody ever threw players on the market, you know. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, of course you did. Like we look at each other like, did we? Are you did you do it? No, I did. I didn't do it. Do you? That was a good point that you brought up where, like, I think, like, low-keys, some of them actually do want it to, you know, they'll look at the feedback like, oh, man, back then it was fun when we used to use all these crazy teams. And, like, I think, like, some of them actually wanted to, like, 
address that and like this is you know it, it's also don't don't get me wrong it's benefiting them but like at the same time it's like all right they want us to we complain that it's not fun anymore so they're like oh, how about you use these fun things and here's this fun stuff but then at the same time the cycle set up that like we're not like we're not willing to have fun because we're so indebted into this rivals champs like competitive like oh, i gotta have the best thing so we don't want that but we said we wanted it and somebody on my stream actually made a good point where it's like everybody's always begging for like oh silver remember when silver teams are good remember when bronze teams oh my god that was the, the glory days and then he was like yeah but remember what they used to do like dkts but you just like had to use like bronze and silver and everybody hated it so we obviously don't like that anymore. Mm. They actually gave it to us in 17 and we absolutely destroyed them for like making us play with silver teams. Mm. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, you can't please everyone. And in fact, as we come to the end of this podcast, we might not have pleased you listener if you're here for tips and advice or at least, you know, more practical tips and advice. But there's plenty in the Extra Time podcast, including some crucial tips for doing those icon swap squad battles and an interesting bit on why Footmas Santi Cazorla is actually one of the most pivotal releases due to a particular detail of any card that we've had in the past few years. And as I said, by becoming a supporter, you can enter that 12,000 FIFA point giveaway and you'll get that extra time podcast and entry into the giveaway for just $3 a month. To enter and join, go to bit.ly slash podpoints20. So that's bit.ly slash pod P-O-I-N-T-S, and get involved there. Right to you, Instagram. Here you getting big into it. What's what's all that about? Um, I mean, I'm just kind of, I mean, one, you know, I'm flexing. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't flex too much. I'm not much of a flexer. Um, Instagram is turning into um, my number one social network. It's less toxic than Twitter, you know. Um, I think it's because it's more like, yeah, it's picture-based. So it's like people are like, ah, it's a picture, versus like, oh, it's my opinion and mm. I hate you. You, you'd be very surprised how many celebrities are out there who are just like, yo, should I do this at SBC or not? And like, you'd be like, yo, dude, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm playing FUT right now. The funny thing is that like the kids who are in the academies now who could be the next like Ronaldo's are like growing mm. up watching you or like following you on Twitter. So, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. yeah, so like literally like the next Messi Ronaldo could be like, oh my God, it's True Boy. Oh my God, it's Matt FUT trading. And he'd be like, what that dude? You're like the, <laughs> the, the new Ronaldo. Yeah. Like, Mason Greenwood like follows me. I'm just like, wait, what? And I'm freaking the f out. It's crazy. <laughs> what's the what's the address? Uh, Instagram.com forward slash chewboy. Matt, do you have Instagram? I don't have Instagram. No, uh, my life's not interesting enough to to put stuff on Instagram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just on Twitter, Matt for trading. I've also got uh, a Twitch as well. Not using it too much, but uh, I will be doing a team of the year pack opening Ooh. as we all do. Not spending any FIFA packs. points oh, though. Damn you. Um, but no, that's uh, Matt for trading as well. So uh, yes, happy new year, everyone. Yes, happy new year. You're all enjoying 2020 when this uh, podcast comes out. Yeah, and thanks very much to you for coming on. Appreciate it. No problem. And thank you to Matt. Thank you to you patrons, to Foothead, and to those icon patrons. Chris V, Legendary Fig, Lomda, Shane W, Dave B, Hunter B, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, also ran, DJ FIFA player, Tom B, Cody R, Christopher L, Yannick H, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Craig M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Mohammed FC, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, Alistair, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Jason BD, Adam W, Pobius, Jeff B, Andrew T, Roger D, Dan W, Matt H, Alan M, Savage P, 
at Pace of a Tortoise and Sam MG. Thanks once again to those icons, and I'll catch you on the next Foot Weekly podcast very soon. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.